2: My wife has never accused me of being the keeper of common sense, ah. but I will do my best as the uh, long lost deputy mayor of g- Garage Logic uh, to, to fill in. This is Tom Hauser from Five Eyewitness News sitting in for the mayor today.
0: You uh, do realize you're the first ever fill in in podcast format. That's wow. Yep.
2: Well, I, I, I like when they bring the pressure. Right off, right out of the show.
0: Let's go. Right there's the no. Show.
2: Let's not fart around here at all. Let's just put the pressure on the guy to deliver something. We don't know what. And
0: right. as long as we're going to provide full disclosure, it's pretty much because I ran out of best of material. Like I, I don't know what else to do here. What Let's does that call mean Hauser. for the show
3: that we've run out of best of? There's, there's no. <laughs> yeah, thanks, that, I was wondering. That, that. Sitting around.
2: Okay, we we could throw some old episodes of at Issue your way if you would like to fill some time. <laughs> We that could. We Let's could. go. Do Let's do it. Every every uh, May Shunk, season. May what do you really like? What's,
3: what's the barbecue like, May? <laughs> tell us. <laughs> Come Behind
2: on. the scenes right, with right. May Shunk. <laughs> yes. I don't think that that show could not be aired enough, I think.
3: I would probably watch <laughs> that show just because of that. What is May doing now? She's just retired?
2: No, I I do not know. I have lost Probably track. retired. Okay. It's hard to lose track of Jesse Ventura because he often reminds you uh, where he is and what he's up to. In fact, he was here. Yeah. Not too long ago, right?
3: Um, We had him on the, he was on,
0: was he in studio? No, he was on the phone. On the phone. Because he was still worried about the COVID.
3: Yeah, and he, of course, doesn't listen to the Garage Logic podcast, but every time I talk to him, he says, tell Such what he thinks about the Tesla is, uh..." so it's just, (laughs) he'll just randomly out of the blue call me if he has something to say.
2: You know, from the old radio days, I do miss your uh, occasional Jesse Ventura. It's the
3: imitation. body, but who is the guy? Who's the new guy uh, that impersonates Will him? Will Sasso? Sasso. Will Comedian. Sasso. After the show, Google Will Sasso. I got a silo full of tortillas, and he's he's just he is so perfect. He gets the thickness. He gets everything of the of the voice. he's.
0: he's it's why he's a paid professional comedian and rookie sitting in here i'm followed up by a fart joke right Right.
2: sitting sitting across from (laughs) me yes right exactly the long lost deputy mayor who's been wandering uh the woods not near alexandria but anywhere else i can i can find some woods to wander uh that's where i've been how long has it been since you migrated from radio just to give me a frame of reference, how long it has been a little over five years? It was when did they fire us? September of September.
0: You're of saying when did they fire us? Yeah, right. And make yeah. us independent <laughs>
3: contractors <laughs> is what you're asking. Okay, that's okay. It's not inelegant. I, I
2: tried to say it, you know, in softer terms. When yes. did you migrate? I migrated That was a- <laughs> It was <laughs> September of 2018.
0: Is when we moved from radio format to strictly no podcast. No kidding. Yeah. Wow.
2: Yeah. yeah. So so it's been even a you over guys didn't remember that, yeah. that. It's been it's been five years.
3: Yeah. Wow. Uh, and we've had a lot of people transfer over that normally would not. A lot of people. A lot of people like Trump. A lot of people. Uh, in,
2: in September, I had my 31st anniversary at wow. Hubbard Broadcasting.
3: Wow. I have that's
2: now amazing. literally, I am 62 years old. I have spent half of my life working here. Isn't
3: that crazy? Huh.
2: Why does it seem like it's been two lifetimes some days? <laughs> Just saying. Some, wow. some days get so busy and stressful and hectic that that's the way it so is. So
0: you and Joe would have started around <coughs> the same time. Isn't Joe on 30? Help me, Rook. Isn't um, he? Or is he might be long.
2: No, so, he's a... Well, he'd been doing well, radio Logic started
3: in 90 th- April of 93. Okay. okay and yeah. he was not full-time here. He was part-time for Sports Talk and then grew into that was a full-time Got gig. It. Okay. I've been here since November of 90. I don't know how long that is
2: that would be i'm going to do some quick math and say that's been 33 years 33 years okay roughly yeah uh, but it's amazing and and in, i still get lost in the building sometimes yeah. <laughs> well and on by de- design december Looking for a good 20th, bathroom <laughs> december 28th i will celebrate 40 years in the television business right. i started out of st thomas uh, 12 days after i graduated on i graduated in december of 83 December 28th, I was on the air down in Austin, Minnesota. Oh,
3: wow. K A A L, right? So, not a a big move away. And you've never. You came from Austin to here? Oh, you did leave? No,
2: I went um, to. uh, Where did I go? I went to Fort Myers, Florida. Yes, people have always asked me. So, you left Austin and the Hormel strike, which I covered for two and a half years. The next thing I know, I'm doing live shots. Uh, about beach erosion on Sanibel Island.
3: Okay. It it's, happens.
2: It's akin to dying and going to heaven. Yeah. And I was all of, like, 24, 25 years all old. Right. I'm doing stories with I'm the gonna sun go setting. I'm going to go another Fort
3: Myers beach story, guys. Uh,
2: bring a camera. <laughs> I did. It's amazing when you're in your mid-20s and you work in a market like Fort Myers, amazing how often you can work spring break stories into your schedule or anything. <laughs> Beach related and beach erosion a very serious very, problem. Especially, gentlemen, do not during February through. or March. Yes, in February and March it gets really bad. Did you, work even for, though I realize hurricane season is not in February or March, the aftermath is very horrible. So I had to get down to the beach and, and volunteer for live wow. shots to be down there all day as often as I could because I was willing to take one for the team,
3: risking his life. Yes, Were you? Uh, did you work
1: for Wink?
2: Wink TV, yes. That's what it was? And
1: did you go from there, right, to here then, Tom? No,
2: no. Then I made another uh, detour, and this is where people really started to question my sanity. People thought I was genius going from Austin, Albert Lee, Rochester right. to Fort Myers, Naples, Sanibel. Um, and then after two and a half years in Fort Myers, I took a job in Des Moines, Iowa.
4: Oh. Whoa. The,
2: Whoa. Yeah, see? I'm getting the same The car yeah. broke down? Did the car yeah. break down driving
0: back from Fort Myers? Is that what happened? Not following. Not following.
2: <laughs> yeah, not really tracking for you no, how it's you not, go I don't from know. there. You a, a couple of things. I wanted... I actually liked Des Moines. I had a brother who was living there working for the Principal Financial Group, which is their major employer. And he was a big mucky-muck for Principal Financial Group. So... Uh, it's a great political town.
3: Another Saint Thomas uh, University. Um, uh, what do you call Alum. Him? Not alum, but underachiever. Yes, okay, absolutely, okay,
2: absolutely. Yeah, he was such an underachiever. He retired at the age of fifty.
3: Yeah, that was my plan.
2: Yeah, <laughs> mm. he was. He was uh, CEO of their commercial real estate division for a number of years back during the go go days of commercial real estate, that would not be today, by the way, no. when office buildings no. are sitting empty all right. over. So he was a genius the way he got in at the peak and then he got out. Uh, but anyway, so I went to Des Moines and spent four and a half years there, largely because I stayed to get my master's degree at Drake University in Des Moines and actually ended up liking Des Moines a lot. And I, you know I'm, I'm a Minnesota guy. At the time, my mom was ill with cancer and hmm. I wanted to be as close to her as I could be. So I could drive home every weekend, you know, a little mama's boy, go home and see mom on weekends. Glad I did. Best decision I ever made. Um, And I actually ended up liking Des Moines. And then I was there until 92 and then took the job at Hubbard Broadcasting. So
1: And did you take the usual route through the uh, ranks here at HBI where you usually start in the morning? Doing um, stand-ups and stuff like that, and then gradually work your way up day parts?
2: Th- that That is one of the avenues you can take. My avenue was I worked weekends. Oh. So I, I didn't have to work as the morning show reporter, which is... Right. Th- those people, by the way, those men and women who do that, that is very difficult work. It's I know. Under I- the cover of darkness, <clears throat> you haven't slept well, no matter... How much you say, oh, I'm going to go to bed at 8. No, you're not. Nobody goes to bed at 8. Or at least if they do go to bed, they don't fall asleep at 8. With me, I would fall asleep at 11. Uh, And then you got to be up at 3 o'clock or whatever it is. (laughs) But I worked weekends, so I would work, um, I think at one point, I actually, it wasn't a bad schedule. I worked Tuesday through Saturday. So I had Saturday nights off. I had yeah. Sunday off, and I had Mondays off, and then I'd be back on,
3: on Tuesday. So how did those uh, Mississippi River beach erosion stories go in February and March <laughs> up here? Not at not the same clientele uh, hanging out on the beach, huh? Is that what it is?
2: You'd be amazed to know I never once uh, even pitched... Uh, Mississippi or Minnesota River beach erosion <laughs> okay, story. Okay. How about a
0: Spoon Lake
2: and, erosion story? Oh, wow. Well, okay, I, okay. I, I maybe could have, although I, I will tell you, I have occasionally volunteered to do any story on Lake Minnetonka in, in between the months of May and September. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I it's will do very any smart. story. Yep. It's, I'm, not even, I'm not even talking interesting story. I that? will do any story.
3: <clears throat> what was the snail species that was the uh, invasion? Uh, not the Asian well, you've got,
2: well, you've got well, you got Eurasian milfoil, milfoil, which is a plant.
3: But uh, then the uh, the little snails that would oh, sit on the side. Why can't I remember uh, zebra mussels? Yeah, zebra yeah, mussels. Okay. So just go yeah. to a zebra yeah, mussel. Well, in those July. are those
2: are actually interesting. So I, I'm willing to take less interesting stories if get if it gets me on the lake. Same thing with the Saint Croix River. You do not have to twist my arm to get yeah. me out on the Saint yeah. Croix River. Now maybe they have some. Some beach erosion problems out there. I'm not aware of. You might
3: be the investigative I might, reporter on that. Beer Can
2: Island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there was. Oh, you mean where the brain cell erosion is taking yeah. place yeah. <laughs> yeah. on a, yeah, on a totally. daily basis? Uh-huh. Maybe I will have to go out there next July, say, for like a two-week undercover uh, investigative. Hidden camera, GoPro. You gotta type get
3: of by thing. the assignment editor, the assistant news director, no. and the news director. It's so, Take unco- uh, it's so
2: undercover. I can't even tell them where I got I'm you. going. You're hiding behind the bush. You guys just gotta say, "Look, I'm gonna be gone for two weeks." Trust me on this. Trust me on yeah. this one. There will be, be some good stories. Take Jay Coles any with you. i of them can go on the air, yeah. but I'm going to have some good stories.
1: You're going to need Jay Coles at your side. I've heard he knows his way around yes. that uh, part of the river.
2: <laughs> no, yes. Don't go there. No, will, no, don't go down there. I will use Jay Coles for the Wisconsin side <laughs> of yeah. the St. Yeah. Croix. Right. Uh, the Minnesota side, I can probably handle, but you I will. have got
1: fully covered, you
0: two. Uh,
2: I will need Jay's expertise. You know, it is funny you mentioned Jay's. Downtown Hudson. Anytime
0: one of us goes down there for whatever because Joe will say, hey, go run down there, whatever. We stick out like such sore thumbs that we get the head turn, and I'll just say... I'm here to talk to Coles. Oh yeah, he looks like a homeless guy, but sure he's here to talk yeah. to Coles. Are you afraid fine. that
2: people think you got through security Well, right. Somehow. like what's this well, lady with a hooded sweatshirt doing, you know, roaming around our parts? Some, some aimless irate viewer. Right. <laughs> look, and by the way, they usually go to Jay Coles area. Right. So that's probably why. It's in the back,
3: right? It's in the back?
2: Yes, yes. the amazing yeah, thing is right we, as you walk in, we, we put Jay uh, remarkably close To the first point of penetration, if you get into the building, he would be the first guy you'd encounter. Empty microwave popcorn bags all over the place. I used to think it was random, but now that we're talking out loud, I'm wondering (laughs) if they thought, look, we don't want people to get further into the building, (laughs) let them do their business and get out, you know, (laughs) get their, get their, say their piece, and then they can go. My (laughs) finest
3: hour, and, and all of our finest hours, was when we where electronically everything changed down there to get in, and I tried to go through the newsroom, and I was denied, and I'm like, what the hell is this? So I talked to the he says, well, you don't have any business down there. You don't need to go in. I'm like, I'm not going to do anything. I might say hi to Tom Hauser and walk by Jake Coles, but you don't have to lock me
0: out. You were (laughs) looking for the shortcut into the building. Yes, I needed
2: the shortcut. He took away my shortcut. So have those privileges still been revoked? Yeah, he's not giving
4: it
1: back to me. He's a jerk. Yeah, I can't get in there either. Yeah. It well, we, was my shortcut to the lunchroom.
0: Well, that's just it. Kenny nailed it. That's the only reason we went that way, because no, we didn't but, want to walk all the way around. It was our shortcut but at to go get lunch. Well, at least you can do the
2: shortcut on the way out of the building, That's right? true. You yeah. can come yes. through yeah, the can room and exit through that way. Yeah. But you just can't do the... Because well, that would be a very convenient shortcut, because you could come into that very, back stairway.
3: Very convenient. And yeah. I have to walk more. That's bad. If,
2: if you would like me to intervene in any way, I can. I could probably do that. Although I do have to warn you, you may lose all privileges right. yeah. for the building. it right. set
0: me? Oh, really? Yeah, right. You might be doing this show from the parking lot. He's got as much
3: pull as you have, Rook.
2: <laughs> I like to pretend right. I have some pull. Right. Uh, well, we're going to talk a little bit later. I, I can't wait uh, to get your guy's take on our state budget situation. You can knock us all over with a feather that there might be a deficit looming in the future or maybe you prefer to call it a structural imbalance that's what i call it when my checkbook doesn't balance at home exactly i told my wife we got plenty of money honey we just got this little structural imbalance we'll work that out when i get back from you know maynards right and then we'll figure Ooh. this all out but Anyway, we'll be back.
0: So 30 Bales Restaurant, downtown Hopkins. Uh, I was corresponding with Todd this morning. I said, hey, what do you want me to mention today? Well, first of all, you can still get the takeout at the Scratch Kitchen right there. 30Bales.com is their website. Uh, If you want to place a takeout order for family, you've got uh, a lot of people people visiting uh, Mm -hmm. in town for the holiday season. Check this out, though. If you want a gift certificate, listen to this. Give me a deal. If you purchase $100, you're going to get a complimentary $20 gift card, and they're going to mail it to you. That's the kind of service I'm talking about at 30 Bills Restaurant right there next to the uh, performance art center there in downtown hopkins if you purchase a 200 gift certificate you're also going to get a 50 dollar complimentary card it's fantastic they are also taking your reservations for a company and group holiday happy hours or a company dinner uh, i know a couple of businesses that have taken advantage of that so please continue to support the best scratch kitchen right here in the twin cities 30 bales restaurant in downtown hopkins go there for dinner and please mention the gl podcast when you talk to todd or tom yes sir
2: am i allowed to say a nice word about 30 bales. Please, yes. Because a couple of weeks ago, I was in Hopkins doing a story about a recount for a city council race that was at the time of the recount separated by one vote. And so I went there to cover this uh, incredibly close election. And we were staying in Hopkins to do a live shot. I am familiar with 30 bales because I go there a lot. My sister and brother uh, have lived in Hopkins uh, for a number of years. So we went in and they let us set up shop there. We set up our laptops, nice. let us plug in, got us all set up cool. uh, with the internet and whatnot. And we edited our story at 30 Bales. No way. And I ordered lunch there. We were not freeloaders. We ordered right. lunch. Yep. And then uh, some of my brothers, I had some family in town. They all came over, and pretty soon they're all watching me do my live shot across the street <laughs> from 30 Bales. Oh, that's and cool. It was a lot. They, were, they could not have been more gracious. Sometimes... People guy, oh, we don't we no, don't want your kindness kind right, here. Right. Yeah, they're and the they, best. But they best. let us in there to to do some work. So uh, a very hospitable. Tom,
0: place. next time you go, order the short rib lasagna or the short rib pot pie. You will not be disappointed. I had
2: the 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 chicken wings that yeah, are the drummies. Uh, yeah, yes. I think yeah. Paul Bunyan used yes. to order these. Yeah. I, I'm thinking they're going to be little you know chicken wings yeah these th- they were like mutton they were yeah so right. like, like I felt Henry VIII like, with the, uh, <laughs> yes. with the turkey it was, leg. It was uh, the, the food was great it's always fun and Very it, cool. they've got many types of beer it turns out i heard after my live shot was over, <laughs> yeah I
0: tom hauser endorsed 30 bills <laughs> restaurant in downtown 16. hopkins
5: does advertising
1: on garage logic work
0: Listen to what Pete Arnold from Hire Pro has to say. My results advertising with Garage Logic have been absolutely outstanding. GLers understand my business and what we do and how Joe vets anyone that advertises on here. That level of validation and trust has helped me with a 6 to 1 ROI for my commercial spend. This group is amazing and using Garage Logic for your company's advertising will generate results.
1: If you'd like to get results for your business, visit garagelogic.com and enter keyword partner. That's garagelogic.com keyword partner. Uh Here's a guy that doesn't play
3: a liner when he's not here. That's (laughs) Joe
0: Suchere. Hold on.
1: Joe Souchere reminding you to please give all privileges of the office of the mayor to today's deputy mayor in Garage Logic. Tom <laughs> what a
3: clever edit, huh?
2: Great edit. Very well done. I would never have known that that was happening live. Never
3: would you know that. But I want you to know about Zero Res and I want you to know about the way they do business. 4.9 rating on Google, 17,000 reviews. The Zero Res Gotta Love It guarantee is so easy. You get what you pay for. Now, With Zero Res, you're going to get somebody that's going to come out into your home, clean up those Thanksgiving spills, and get you all spruced up, no pun intended, for Christmas Eve and Christmas. But don't delay. You need to get on their schedule immediately. I've used Zero Res. In fact, I was with Zero Res from the start when they started here in Minnesota. They're a great company and they continue to grow. Don't DIY it. Call Zero Res because you know it's safe and you know it's effective. And you know those other carpet cleaners that you rent, they just don't have the juice that Zero Res does. Call Zero Res today for the Rookie GL Special. Get three rooms, Zero Resified, starting at just $129. And don't forget, Dirt and Dander are hiding in your air ducts so you can take $75 off this month when you get your Air Duct Zero Res clean. Their number, 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. Go online. At ZeroResMinnesota.com and say you want the Rookie and the Garage Logic special. Got to say it to get it, by the way. How does it spell? Spelled forwards or backwards. It spells the name. Same. ZeroRes. Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. Call at 952 res and let them know the Rook sent you.
2: And, you know, at the risk of sounding like a complete shill. <laughs> You've Zero, also used ZeroRes. Zero res. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a homer! ZeroRes was at my house yesterday.
3: I love that. And I bet it looks
2: beautiful. Uh, Trom took care of us. He was our our tech who came out, and I love how my house is like. We built it, but it's like 18 or 19 years old. So so is the carpet. I always love how they ask. So, uh, can I ask how old is your carpet? So, guys, no, here's what we're going to do. We're Personal just
0: going to put the list together of all of our ads we got to do today. Let's just forward it all to Tom. Right. I
2: think I've been influenced by you guys over the years, but uh, we've used ZeroRes for a number of years. But That's great. We Same. just did. We did the stairs and the family room and the living room, dining room, and the upstairs hallway. And we added a couple things. Every time they're there, we say, "Hey, we noticed when we were moving furniture, this area needs to be done too." And they they did it for a very, a very reasonable a very reasonable add on cost. And this none of this was planned, by the way. No, I just happened no, to none have. None of this. I booked Zero Res weeks ago to come yesterday, and they yeah. were there right on time. And I actually
6: great. Rook, and I'm sorry to admit this, I used Zero Res about a month and a half ago, but I'm just too lazy to you know.
2: Shy you man. Yeah, thanks, <laughs> you <help>, John. <laughs> Appreciate that. Team player. Well, I, I get my carpets cleaned so r- rarely that I thought, boy, this is worth mentioning. This is uh, the way to go. On, on, on. the, on the Internet. Right. Um, but, yeah, they did a great job. So I can't wait to hear who the next advertiser is, and I'll let you know whether I've got, whether I I got anything to say. I hope you're amazing. Stand by. <laughs> oh. Oh,
0: well, I I imagine... Do you have a topic you'd like to discuss? I've
2: been chomping at the bit to talk uh, to anybody about the budget. Uh, I had to sit through an hour and 45 minutes of news conferences yesterday. Fun. From the budget uh, experts explaining the budget, and then the governor, and then the DFL response, and then the Republican response. And, you know, at some point, you just want to hear from people like you about what you think about uh, the budget. i'm outraged and my my favorite thing <laughs> is this quote from yesterday from the commissioner of minnesota management and budget aaron campbell she does a great job but i, I loved this quote let me clarify that we are not projecting a deficit we are projecting a structural imbalance <laughs> i wonder if in a thesaurus would those be synonymous are they the same
3: Thing. I don't think that's... If there's an
2: imbalance and a deficit, I, don't, I suppose you could have an imbalance crafted, going the other way.
3: How carefully crafted are those words?
2: Yes. Pretty, uh, pretty carefully, obviously, because... And here's the deal. I'm, I'm sure most of your listeners know this, but $2.4 billion surplus for 24 and 25. Great news, no question about that. Until you realize that they always look ahead to the following two years, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that shows a $2.3 billion uh, deficit mm. or structural imbalance, if you want to <laughs> play with the words. And so Republicans were saying, uh, a, a big fat I told you so, that, that the spending that was passed last year when the budget went over $70 billion. Keep in mind, when I started covering the capital in 97, I think the state budget, I'd have to double check this, was around twenty eight. Or 30 billion. Okay. I think somewhere. Now it's yeah. over 70. 70 72
1: right, right. now. Yeah. The largest ever.
2: And and I'm going to resist saying that's billion with a B because billion has always been spelled with a B. So yeah. I always hate when people <laughs> say that's billion with a B. Like, oh, at some other billion time in history, <laughs> did they spell it with an L? PH. Was it a lillian at one point a, yeah. and now yeah, it's yeah. a billion? Anyway, it's um, it, it, it was. Interesting to see the spin, but it it makes sense because you could have knocked me over with a feather when they said the primary reason for the structural imbalance is that health and human services spending is far outstripping revenues. Mm. So to the tune of well over a billion dollars. And here's another thing. Who would have ever seen this coming? The free lunch for every school kid? Whether you're the son of a millionaire or the son of the school janitor right. uh, or the daughter, let's be gender neutral, there should be a foghorn, shouldn't there? Oh, um, can do that. <laughs> yes. He's on the trigger. Rick Reavers is on it. Uh, it's about 120 million more than they anticipated. Who would have seen that coming, that that this Free lunch for every school kid is going to end up costing more. What was the last time you went into any project? Like, let's say it's a home remodel, and you're just so pleasantly surprised that it ended up being... Ten thousand less than you thought it would be. <laughs> hey, zero anybody, times. anybody ever had that? Oh
1: no, we're overjoyed when it's ten dollars less. Yeah, yeah, not ten thousand. Hey, Just give me an extra ten bucks.
2: Overjoyed it if it's only a couple thousand more. Right, over. Right, right. Yeah, right. I, I, I factored in we could handle a couple thousand more. Yep, but
3: that's my wiggle room.
2: So, and this is what Republicans preached during the entire uh, legislative session that. You know, we do have a $17.5 to $18 billion surplus for 24, 25. So we're going to be fine for then. Mm-hmm. But all of these things are not just going to blink off after those two years. You need the revenue to still right. cover these in future years. And we're already seeing evidence that that's not happening.
1: From what I'm seeing and reading in the Star Tribune piece, both Aaron Campbell and the governor said, um, paraphrasing, we need to be very cautious about our spending in the next couple of years. Um, And and I just personally have my doubts that that'll happen.
2: (laughs) Yeah. well, (laughs) You know, know, even just to keep all the programs they've already passed, uh, the governor's already said he's not going to touch health and human services and he's not going to take food out of the mouths of of kids. And he's not going to give tax breaks to billionaires, which, by the way, uh, no one has been proposing. Uh, right. I know it's right. it's always used as kind of a boogeyman that uh, we, we're not going to give tax breaks to millionaires and billionaires. And to be honest with you, and this is just from my uh, objective observation <laughs> view viewing stand, my deer stand, looking yeah. over all of this. Uh, I'm not armed in my deer stand, by the way. I'm just, just watching what's going on. Uh, they're they are never saying, yes, we want tax breaks for millionaires. Right. Republicans and Democrats both say, let's target it at the middle class. Now, sometimes millionaires end up getting a little bit of a tax break if it's on income taxes and the first little bit of their income gets slightly less in taxes. But that's getting deeper. Wait, wait wait, wait, wait,
0: wait. So if I'm hearing you correctly, are you trying to suggest that a political party may have taken one minute little sentence and kind of taken it out of context and expanded it to a bigger issue that really didn't exist?
2: Oh, that would never... That is I, not, did,
0: I, I find that very, very hard to that believe. That doesn't
2: happen at my state capital. Got, it. Okay, got <laughs> it. Actually, it happens every day.
1: But, I have um, a question for you, Tom. Did yes. anybody bring up uh, budget cuts, spending less? No. Slicing some well, pork well, away.
2: Well, Republicans did. Now, one yeah. thing, and this is just a very small thing, because I don't want to make it sound like the... The free school lunches are the entire reason for that deficit in a couple of years because it's only, like I said, I forget the exact numbers, $140 million over a couple of years. Uh, so that a, a relatively small part. But Republicans did suggest, well, maybe we should means test those free lunches so that if you do have the billionaire owner of a—a a billionaire whose son goes to junior high— Maybe his kids should not get a free lunch. Right. Maybe somebody making filter that two hundred thousand. And the reason they didn't do it to begin with is they said it's complicated. They say it's costly. It it. You you there's a lot of paperwork that needs to be done. It needs. So they just thought let's just make it all free, so wow. we don't have to create a bureaucracy to track all of this. And there is some. I get
0: truth some of that. that. Sure. Yeah.
2: But on the other hand, you you can't. You know, this is just for now. Who knows how much that cost will go up uh, in future years? Because even though inflation has come down from these god-awful levels they were at, uh, they're still, inflation is still higher than it was a few years ago. So the costs of all of these things, health and human services, long-term care, uh, you know, we have, you guys are all so young especially you rookie. Yes, um, very young. But there's a lot of people aging into long-term care every single day. Those programs are going to get more expensive and more expensive every single day. But
3: and as the boomers as the baby boomers start to retire and yep. go into senior care living and relying on the government because they didn't have enough you know they didn't have enough uh, 401k or retirement money, that's you add that factor in too.
2: And I'm a very I'm a late Boomer. Not a late bloomer okay. A late boomer. I'm, I'm a sixty one birthday. I think boomers go through sixty four.
1: Yeah, um, How
2: many yeah. other boomers do we yeah. have in the in the group?
1: Just Johnny. Just me.
2: Yeah. Um and what what year were you born? if I can be 50, so bold as
6: what 50,
2: 57. Okay. I thought you said 50 at first. I yeah. Well, 57. He's very well he's preserved old, yeah. for I'm old. Pickled. Pickled. 1850.
1: So yeah. So you're
2: just, <laughs> you're just four years uh, ahead of me, but you're, you're a prime baby, baby boomer. I'm yep. kind of near the the end of that, but uh, there's a lot of us coming and I, I love these ads. You guys have probably seen them uh, in the, they'll come in like your local, I got the Chanhassen Villager, and it'll have this little insert for senior living for people fifty-five plus. Yeah, I just, right. i mean, yeah, I'm over fifty-five, but I'm not ready to go play start checkers every day. Checkers and shuffleboard. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm, I'm, I'm training for the Tokyo Marathon on March third. That's right. Congratulations, and <laughs> by the way. And they're trying to sell me—you know—on I should be moving in to a home, and that fifty-five plus. Now, oh, I guess. By a technical definition, I'm a senior, but I don't. There are different degrees. Here's Tom
3: degree. H, and you got the drool coming out of the side <laughs> of your. How oh, did you get the right. senior right. discount, Tom? Yeah. Come on.
2: <laughs> it's I, although I I I will take advantage of senior discounts. I was at Walgreens one day, <laughs> and. Uh, the clerk asked me how old I was, and I told her, she goes, Oh, well, you're eligible for the, I think, what is it, 50 plus or 55 plus? ARP. AARP. I, I don't know. Was it wasn't ARP. Discount? It was just, just had to have oh, the okay. age, but I got a, uh, a discount. I said, Take it Bring, it, bring, you on, bring okay. it on. Bring it on. And uh, so, anyway, how did I get onto that? Oh, yeah, the fact that the budget, you know, Health and Human Services, which is where a lot of the spending for people who are aging and going into long term care and nursing homes and we all know how troublesome that all is uh that is going to get more and more expensive but to answer the question really other than that school lunch program republicans really weren't talking yet with any specificity but on the other hand they have no power over anything zero right but they will have ideas to try to cut spending and they will largely i'm guessing be ignored so yes. then
1: i have another question is there a chance that they won't even touch the 2.4 billion surplus? Is is that even remotely possible?
2: They will, they will. I'm sure try not to, uh, because I, I think they realize, especially this is an election year, so mm-hmm. uh, profligate spending is not real uh, popular in an election year when. Uh, Republicans are already going to make that the centerpiece of their House elections, that and the $730 million state office building. I'm not sure how much you guys little, have yeah. talked about that. But with
0: the balcony. It, it,
2: but they're so that there's they are uh, going to try their best not to spend, but just with inflation and more people coming into these programs than they anticipated mm. A lot of these costs are going to go up even if they don't pass new spending. <laughs> it's just going to happen automatically. Then right. the question is going to be, I think uh, you guys may have read, Kenny, you may have read in that article, one of you was referencing the article. Uh, the, the, somebody asked the governor about tax increases. He said we got to wait and see on that. So yeah. th- that yeah. that means – it's not ruled out so
0: joe brought up the fact that it's the uh, the, the the paid family leave act was going to cost us an additional 600 million when did that come up was that last week gentlemen help me out with well, it's
2: that it's been i did a story yeah. on that a month or so okay ago.
0: so whatever that was the question came up on the show did did this pass with them knowing full well that it, the cost was going to go up because they knew they probably weren't going to be able to slide with the amount that they anticipated, or do you genuinely believe that the amount, the additional amount, sprung up accidentally? Well, here is the or innocently maybe is the better word. Here
2: is the genius or mad scientist, if you will, of how they crafted that. They gave themselves a lot of wiggle room because remember, you and I are going to be paying for this yes. in all likelihood for Very our aware. employer. In, in all, I, I'm not sure what. Hubbard Broadcasting is planning on doing, but companies have the option of paying it all themselves, the, the payroll tax, or splitting it with the employee, mm-hmm. half and half. And so I think, and I'm going off the top of my head without looking at the figures, they they were estimating it was going to be 7 tenths of a percent that would be the payroll tax, so 0.70. Well, after they, they had, had some studies... Done, And they looked closer at how many people are likely going to be taking advantage of this. And they did a little more actuarial work on it. They had this independent consultant who now says, you're going to need to start this. I believe the figure is at 0.78. So it's already crept up a little bit. But the Hmm. law says they can go all the way up to, I think, a little over 1%. So without having to change the law. They can do that within the existing law. So, but that that little tweak from 0.70 to 0.78, I forget that uh, you said 600. I think it it's, was 600 million. hundred I know at a minimum it's millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars over, I think, maybe a couple of years. And there's a lot of people, especially the naysayers who said they should have been kept as a private plan, um, is just the beginning. They think they'll use every bit of that wiggle room they've been, been given. So, but that's just the way state government works. State, as much as you've heard over the years from people saying Republicans have cut education spending or they've cut health and human services spending, you can go and look this up. Education spending and health and human services spending in this state or probably any other has never been cut. The projected or proposed increases have been cut, but in the real amount, dollars, the bottom line has amount. never been cut.
0: Wow! Wow! It, it
2: goes up every single year, not as much as some would like. That it to. was never with an N. What you said? Never. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Never
3: with an N, like billion with a B. Yes. Right. <laughs> never with an N. Wow.
2: Capital N, even. And so, whenever you hear that. Take it with a grain of salt. So-and-so is trying to cut this budget. Now, there are some small areas where there will be real cuts, but education and health and human services are not among them. They ain't those, going nowhere. Those needs and expenses continue to grow. And when I say needs, yep, needs are yep, in the eye right, of the yep. beholder. Did we need free lunch for every school kid? That's... Up for debate. Uh, that's yep. up for debate and they decided, the Democrats who control the House, Senate, and Governor's Office decided that's what uh, was needed so just something to keep in mind, but as we look at the budget deficit or structural imbalance uh, spending is never going down, wow. so that's what we know,
3: that's yeah. what we know why do we just accept that though well, why, why I guess there's not enough of a movement to say, you know what uh, this is where there's no room at the end. We're we're
1: topped out, and we can't spend more money on well, this. Well, it's a partisan issue, Matthew. You know, it, it's look at who's in charge. You should ask the Democrats that.
2: Yeah, it's because to, to cut education spending, you would have to completely rethink with how the, public with the education enrollment. is done. Yes. Well, for instance, and I know we got to take a break you're here good, in a minute. You're but good. Take a look at Minneapolis. A, a recent study showed I, I forget the exact number of buildings they have right that they don't need yep but the problem is you try to take those schools it's like charlton heston you're going to get my gun out <laughs> yeah, of my right. cold dead <laughs> hands <laughs> right. you got parents who say you're going to take my kids school um you know over my right. dead body right. Uh, right. and so i understand how difficult that is but the reality is you need leaders who are willing to make those really tough decisions. you got to lance it and then move on. But there's not really a lot of willingness to do that.
0: You want to t- take a quick pause and come back with yes, news? Yes, and
2: speaking of no room at the inn, yes. I've got to yeah. tell you about a great story I, that's going to be airing tonight on 5 Eyewitness News about the inn not far from where the baby Jesus was born Beautiful. and this awesome nativity scene that we're doing a story on tonight. We'll talk about that in a minute. <laughs>
0: You know, the investment game can be awfully tricky, especially in these volatile times, and that's why you need the best, and also somebody that you can trust, and that's why I rely on Josh Arnold. We know him as Mr. Money Talk around these parts, and he's here for you, so give him a call today for that free 48-minute, no-obligation consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, 952-925-5608. Josh has been at this a long time with a track record of success, and he's here to help you, so give him a call today, no Obligation. That's right. No obligation. It's absolutely free. 952 925 5608. And tell them you heard about him here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. Hold on. Hold on. I got this. Here we go. Here we
4: go. Hold on. This guy wears many hats,
0: just not indoors.
1: Joe Suchere. One of my personal heroes, Miss Bridget McCutcheon of Wisconsin, now holds the record for the youngest gal to ride a motorbike around the world. She did that on an adventure motorbike. If you're the adventurous type, Moon Motorsports, that's our adventure motorcycle headquarters. More brands of adventure and touring motorcycles than any other dealership in the region. They've got adventure bikes in all sizes for any level of rider. And right now, they've got manufacturer cash and rebates for many of the favorite uh, adventure models, from the KTM 390 to the KTM 1290 Super Adventure, or the one Such and I have been talking about, the BMW R1250 GS Adventure. That's a heck of a motorcycle. They also have the Triumph Tiger 1200 GT. You can save 500 to 2500 right now. You'll also get no payments for 90 days if you finance free first service and free storage and or delivery if you live in Minnesota. Get on moonmotorsports.com. Check out the bikes and the deals. Then go, go ahead and stop right into Moon. They're in Monticello. Let them outfit you for the adventure of a lifetime. Moon Motorsports, we're talking KTM, Husqvarna, BMW, Triumph, Ducati, Yamaha, and Honda. The Adventure Superstore, moonmotorsports.com. Nice.
2: Now, I do not ride motorcycles, but, Kenny, you know (laughs) if 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 I I did, I (laughs) I would be at Moon Motorsports. (laughs) You know that.
1: I could I, see you on a triumph.
2: I do, I do wear leather on weekends occasionally. That's, do they that's, have some was, that's, a, that's for
3: the
1: Saturday show.
3: That's for the Saturday
1: show. <laughs> I, I'm seeing Marlon Brando actually, the leather jacket, the <laughs> yeah. collar turned up. You got a helmet?
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. I got a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's me.
2: That is me. Moon Motorsports. If yes, I sir. if I ever take up motorcycle riding, that's where I'm headed. That's your spot. If, nice. good, when when I finally hit my midlife crisis.
0: Atta boy. you're getting close. Getting close to that red Corvette, huh? Yes. Or the motorcycle. (laughs) The three-wheeler. So you had a story coming up tonight on The yes, Five. Yes,
2: and I just, because I am so uh, thrilled by the story, that just kind of came up organically when I was emceeing a fundraising event at the Church of St. Patrick in Edina, my home parish where I grew up many years ago, as we've talked about many years ago. What was and, it? Uh, Church of St. Patrick. Edina. Church of St.
3: Patrick, Edina, yep. okay.
2: And uh, I got married there. Both my parents had their funerals there. Long history at St. Patrick's. Anyway, I was there hosting this fundraiser, and Father... Uh, Alan Coos, who is the pastor, says, "Tom, I got to show you something." So he takes me to the storage closet and opens the door, and what I couldn't believe what I'm, <laughs> no, no. I I, Uh-oh. Couldn't, I couldn't believe what I was. I go, "What <laughs> is this?" And it was these giant pieces, and by giant, I mean in terms of how many feet around they were. It's this Christmas uh, in the Holy Land nativity scene. But it's not just the nativity with the stable and Joseph Are and Mary. they life-size? And, and Jesus. No, they're miniature. Okay. This thing is 20 feet in diameter. Oh, cool. yeah. really? They've been building it for a year and a half. He has collected 650 miniature little uh, fontanini. I don't know if anybody's yeah, familiar sure. with yeah, these very familiar. Uh, pieces made in Italy. And he's been collecting them since he was in the seminary in 1980. Always wanted to do something with them, to make some big grand display. He meets this guy from Our Lady of Grace Parish, so the competing parish in Edina, uh, Don Keller, who is a former medical illustrator. I'll explain some other day what that is. But he's an an artist. He's now retired. He helped him create this Christmas in the Holy Land diorama. So it's 3D. Textured topography, all uh, 700 feet of electrical lighting with 1,200 LED lights to kind of you know bring it to life. Clearly, they did not have electricity back then. But I was reminded of this when you talked about no room at the inn. Of course, that is a biblical reference. When Jesus was born on on Christmas, uh, there was no room at the inn, so they had to have the baby in this stable near the inn. And so on this, for lack of a better, it, it's more than a nativity scene. It's like a representation of the entire Holy Land. And so you have the inn up here on this hill and guys in there drinking beer, which they were probably doing. And unbeknownst to them, like 500 feet away, outside. the baby Jesus is being born. And so the nativity scene is not even front and center it's kind of off to the side you know in bethlehem yeah. because nobody really knew what was going on people were going about their daily lives while the baby jesus is is born wow and so the the what they're trying to illustrate is that today we're also busy around christmas we're shopping and we're going out for happy right. hour we're having parties and you have family come together but very often you you don't sit and focus and realize, well, here's what the day is all about. He's the reason for the season. And and this kind of shows it was that same way that the day Jesus was born. It was just something happening off to the side. Meanwhile, there's guys up at happy hour at the inn. You know what there's, they were drinking? Uh, I do not, but it was... Um, Hebrew.
3: Really? Yes. And <laughs> you, then do you know what the fat ones were drinking? <laughs> Israelite. <laughs>
0: Why? Wow. Why do we, he tries to trot that out in front of a new audience? Hebrew, every now
2: isn't that great?
3: What
0: kind of beard do they well, have? He knew
2: I would walk right, right. into it? Go this, but very nicely done. But then there's there's farmers, there's shepherds, there's you know people out doing laundry. There's a wedding party going on. All of this happening on the day Jesus is born, and nobody knew what was happening. So it's just fascinating. We were over there this morning. I started shooting it a couple of days ago. Uh, We shot the finished product today when they lit it up, and we're going to have the story tonight at 5 and 6.30. That's on Thursday. It'll also be on KSTP.com after that. But it really is really cool to see an idea that's been percolating in this uh, Father Kuz's mind for 43 years, Mm. and then they spend a year and a half building this, and now it's reality. It's so big, they have iPads around it where you can see like the numbered figurines click on that number, it'll bring a a picture of that figurine and tell you the story of what those people were doing that day. Oh, cool. So it is really cool. That's
3: all the Fontanini stuff, like the guy that's uh, uh, the blacksmith or the guy, yes. the other guy that's... Because the Fontanini stuff is
2: top
1: of the line. Um, I had to actually look up Fontanini. I had never heard of it. Yeah. It sounds like it doesn't have a theme problem, which is always uh, Suture's um, his, his <laughs> you criticism. You ain't going to find Donald Duck. No. Yeah, you won't see <laughs> right. uh, Barney the dinosaur or I- anything no. like and that. They're, and
2: they're all made in Italy where they take their Catholicism very seriously, mm-hmm. as you may. And yeah. Yes. Know, yes. Yes. it's not movable, is it? I mean it's it's in it's it's in like 28 <laughs> pieces on tables that it's like a jigsaw puzzle then they had to put it all together. they had to then string all the wiring and uh, you know plug that in make sure that that all works. and so it all comes together now when they take it apart, it'll be taken apart in 28 pieces. That are all numbered. It'll go back in the storage room, and they'll bring it back out next Christmas.
0: Wow! And is this so, going to be it, a situation too where traffic jams are going to be happening because people are going to seriously going to yeah. be driving by?
2: I, well, it, no, it's inside. It's, oh, it's, it, I thought so, it was outside. It's, oh, it's inside. Oh, okay. Um, and so it's it's in uh, the man center. Um, or not the Man Center, uh, Father Man, by the way, who baptized me at Our Lady of Grace many moons ago, the late Father Man. Uh, it, it'll actually be in the Celtic Center. I think it's called the Our Lady of Peace Celtic Center. That's just outside the main church. It's But it's a big type of social gathering place. and And it's so when people come into church, they're going to be Blown away when yeah. they show up uh, this Saturday night, Sunday morning, and it will be up. I think he said until early February. But they've invited neighboring churches to come uh, and and look at it and and admire it and learn from it, and they're so. hoping it'll it'll bring home to people. The true meaning of Christmas. Right. So, so a
1: non-Catholic like me, I could swing through there. And,
3: absolutely. Yeah, they might try
1: to baptize you, any, Kenny, but any, come on de- Any
2: denomination. And don't forget, you know, uh, Jesus, King of the Jews. Um, they, they have a, a temple. There's a menorah that is a, a part of it, uh, a high priest. Oh, okay. So there is, it, it is it is the Holy Land and all. It's legit, that, the it, snapshot. It, all legit. of that encompasses. Yeah. And so it just, but the story will be on tonight. Uh, five Eyewitness News at five and six thirty, and then at kstp.com after that. Very cool. So it's it's phenomenal. I'll so, link
0: I'll link that story too to the website once you guys are. it. Oh, that'd the, be great. Yeah, yep. that'd be that, that I, it was, pretty cool. And I
2: just found out about it last Saturday, and then I said, Father, can I come and do a story on this this week when you put it together? And so we went out and uh, and <laughs> that made that happened. So
1: that had to be fun for you. Well, it is doing a story like that as opposed to you know your normal stuff.
2: Yes, and you know I I do like to do that from time to time, get out of the political realm and and do something yeah. that is just of human interest. But the most fascinating thing in this hall, my mom used to be president of the parish council, uh, Mary Hauser was very uh, devoted to her uh, Church of Saint Patrick. But in this gathering space where this is going to be, I just happen to notice a plaque that it was blessed by Bishop Sharon back on August 16th, 1992. And unbeknownst to me, I didn't know that plaque was there. I had gotten married in that very space, August 15th of 92. Hmm. So the day after my wife and I got married there... Then the bishop came and blessed it. Father Coos jokingly said, well, we knew as soon as you got married here, we had to then bless. We're good to go. Yeah, right. But oh, I had no idea there was a plaque. And so fun. I showed that to my wife, and uh, we, we just we got a kick out of that. But, I thought
1: so. maybe they were just clearing the air there, making yeah. sure everything's, you know.
2: Yeah, that may have been the reason for the incense. Yeah. Yeah. Just to kind of, okay, yeah. we have the beer-swilling housers right. in here. We yes. better We better clear the zone. But anyway, look for that story tonight. And now now let's get to the other news. Let's do this
0: instead. Rookie, why don't you give us one of your fine clients and then we'll take a quick pause and come back with the John Haidt newscast.
3: I can do that, Reeves. Uh, I want to tell you about Minnesota Masonic Charities. Minnesota Masonic Charities does a fantastic job of helping people. Uh, Jesus would approve. I'm telling you that right now. <laughs> he, would, he, would, uh, he would truly, truly approve of that. Um, I just want to remind people that you can go to MN Masonic Charities. Dot .org that's mnmasoniccharities.org to learn all sorts of great things about them. And as you know, Minnesota Masonic Charities is one of the leading grant makers in the state, primarily uh, support for the University of Minnesota Masonic Children's Hospital and the University of Minnesota Masonic Cancer Center, both great institutions leading the fight against cancer with research on the causes, prevention, treatments and cures, one of the leading cancer research institutes in the nation. Their research on the causes, prevention, detection, and treatment of cancer has helped tens of thousands of people learn more about Minnesota Masonic Charities. I truly invite you to do this because it's a, it's a really good idea. It's a really great outfit, and they have a wonderful campus in Bloomington. mnmasoniccharities.org. That's mnmasoniccharities.org.
1: Positive Thursday brought to us by Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care, located right there in Shoreview, 1060 County Road E. Anything you need related to that automobile can be had at Schoonover. Mike Schoonover, the owner on the fo- uh, on the horn with us. Uh, now, Mike, you're a small business owner, right? Yes, say yes. A- absolutely. Let's go back in time, Mike, to Monday when our guy Such read an email to us from a GLer. Uh, He brought his vehicle into an oil change joint, if I remember right, for an oil change. Uh, Mistakes were made, and that small business ended up replacing that customer's engine. And if I remember right, it happened again at the same place. And Joe's reaction to it was uh, a little surprising. Uh, Did you hear that?
5: I did. And, and, and maybe it's good that Joe's taking a day off today. Cause I think he immediately went to the dark <laughs> side. Like there was some nefarious activity going on, but you know, I, I was hoping that, you know, Reeves would hit the sound bar of, uh, you know, here's today's ray of hope thing. Right. Cause that, that, that's fan, when I heard that, I was like, geez, this guy's doing the right thing. And, and, uh, and Joe's kind of thinking, uh, going dark on it. So, uh, but I, you know, hats off to that to that uh, shop that took care of that that uh GLer because not once, but twice. Now, it might be a little bit of a training issue or a management or supervisory type of thing that they should improve upon, but Yeah. Man, oh man, how can you fault somebody for for doing the right thing? Cuz any good shop is going to take care of their customer and do that stuff and, you know, that was no that was not an inexpensive venture, you know, not once, but twice.
1: Can I? I have to. I have to uh, relate a story between you and I that happened that brought us back together. You and I had done business together a long time ago, and I, it, you know, we parted ways and forgot. I, I forgot all about you. My truck was broken into, um, and I forgot that, hey, I'm buddies with Mike Schoonover. I should bring it to Schoonover. And I brought it to a place located r- really close to the radio station. Convenient. You know, I could walk over. They replaced the window, but they did a whole bunch of damage to the inside of my door and then refused to fix it. And I was... um complaining about this to put it nicely on the air when you called me and we got back in touch and i've been a schoonover customer ever since um so yeah when a business small business does wrong and then voluntarily writes that wrong and takes care of you i'd say you're doing it the right way the correct way do you remember how we got back in
5: touch again mike it's been. It's. It seems like forever ago, but yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, remember.
1: You, that. you heard me, and it's like I kicked myself all the way up to Shoreview, and I never let that happen again. I've been going. To, you know, I've been going to you every every chance I get, and now that I've moved out of, out of town, my son uses you, and it isn't it ironic that just a few weeks ago he used you guys for the same thing I used you for a broken window due to a break in because he lives in South Minneapolis.
5: <laughs> yes. Yep. And that's unfortunate. But, uh, but yeah, I, you know, Kenny, I think, uh, you know, any good business, whether it be a, a shop or a, a restaurant or whatever, you know, you take care of your customers. And even though you tried to, you know, throw a line out there and say that, you know, the customer is always wrong, right. Um, <laughs> right? you know, and, but, but, you know, customers aren't always right either, but, uh, it's not a matter of right and wrong. It's just doing the right thing, and so you got to stand behind your work. And and it's and in my in my almost forty years of management and business, I I just think that it's better just to take care of the problem and and uh, make the customers happy. So and
1: that's why you are GL's official body shop because everybody at Schoonover takes care of you from the second you walk in the door and uh, deal with Nikki to all the techs and the guys that run interference. They, uh, You guys, we don't have to talk to our insurance company. That is a big, big deal for a lot of us. And that's one of the many reasons why we love Schoonover. Anything you need related to that vehicle can be had right there at Schoonover Body Works and Auto Care in Shoreview. They're on the internet, schoonoverbodyworks.com. We'll this one Joe again. Souchere reminding you to please give all privileges of the office of the mayor to today's
5: deputy mayor in Garage Logic.
4: <laughs> <laughs> a
2: little over modulation, yeah, on that a little one. too much. I got to bring we, it down. A little you got to back off on that right. one. But Careful, or any, he
0: might tell another joke. Oh, you know?
2: yes, exactly. Let's before <laughs> that can happen, let's get to Johnny Height with the news, John.
6: Sure. Thank you, Tom. This news is brought to you by North American Banking Company. It's December 7th, one of the most important days in American history, of course, mm-hmm. to the day in 1941 when Japan attacked America, bringing the U.S. into World War II. State officials and veteran services are honoring the 2,403 American lives lost in the attack 82 years ago. Governor Wall's ordering flags to be flown at half-staff at all state buildings from sunrise to sunset today to honor those who died during the attack. He also proclaimed December 7th as Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day. Uh, At 7 tonight, the Minnesota Military and Veterans Museum will hold a virtual program via Zoom to highlight the contributions made by Minnesota veterans to the defense of Pearl Harbor during the attack. The museum uh, also adds, Minnesota has a pretty strong connection to Pearl Harbor. The USS Ward gun, which sits on the lawn of the Minnesota State Capitol Mall, fired the first shot of World War II for the U.S. sinking a Japanese submarine in doing so. City of Minneapolis confirming plans to evict a large homeless encampment in the East Phillips neighborhood next Thursday. City officials on Wednesday said the fenced-in homeless community, which came to be known as Camp Nananukasi, is a safety and public health concern. Supporters of the encampment refer to it instead as a safe haven. Several speaking during public comment at the Minneapolis City Council meeting this week, pleading with officials not to clear it. Camp organizer Nicole Mason, who's been on the ground day and night since it popped up about three and a half months ago, said she's asking for a delay in the eviction, but knows the site was inherently temporary. About 180 people were living in the camp as of yesterday, she
1: said. Where's it, where's it at in Phillips, John? Do you have a cross mm, street I, avenues? I do not have an exact address, no. Sorry. All right, Let me
6: double check, but I do not see it. St. Paul City Council thinking about a proposal aimed at slashing the number of businesses that can sell tobacco products. The draft
3: ordinance... And, and which what, received, they can only sell marijuana products down the road they're closing them <laughs> to sell marijuana.
6: <laughs> the draft ordinance, which received a second reading during Wednesday's meeting, would cut the number of available tobacco shop licenses by a third from 150 to 100 and reduce the number of tobacco product shop licenses from 25 to 15. The measure would also eliminate tobacco vending machines. Tobacco shop licenses are given to businesses like convenience stores or liquor stores that sell tobacco and don't necessarily require their patrons to be 21 years old. Tobacco product shop licenses are required for smoke shops that require patrons to be 21 or older, and they get 90% or more of their revenue from tobacco sales, have at least one staff member dedicated to tobacco sales. Are
2: are tobacco vending machines still a thing? I haven't seen no one.
1: i think they're long gone let me tell you something as a smoker <laughs> that was as a former smoker i should say that was one of the pure joys in life <laughs> you've been at the caboos for three hours you've already worked through your first pack of cigarettes uh you can buy them for about two bucks at the store but you go to the machine you shove five dollars of quarters <laughs> in that thing and you pull that lever out and yes. let go and it's Kachunk. And that yeah. Marlboro red box comes down and you're packing it on your hand. Oh my God, that was American. You can't even stand best. up straight, you know, yeah. you're leaning against the wall. And then all your friends, hey, can I bum a smoke? Well, hell yes, of course. I've well, got a full pack. Well,
3: my question, America. are they
2: outlawing something that really doesn't exist anymore? I haven't seen a cigarette machine in a long time.
3: Yeah, yeah I, I never, haven't either. I'm trying to think the last one I saw. Yeah, it's been a while.
2: Well, thank God they're finally outlawing. Yes! (laughs) After the private sector already took care of that. (laughs) The demand was not there, so they're gone anyway. But now we're going to outlaw them.
1: But, Matthew, you uh, brought up an interesting topic because they're going to limit the amount of businesses that can sell tobacco. And, ironically, those kind of places are where you buy gummies right now and other marijuana-related products. Um, is is, Is that what you can buy across the street here? Is there a store
3: like that? It's a brand new store. I don't know what they sell, but it's shops like that. You
2: mean that are just going to pop up?
0: I guess. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, they're, still, not, they're
2: still working on licensing these places. Well, like, right. That Tom, hasn't even happened. I
0: don't yet. know if you know this, but Rookie's million dollar idea is to open up one of these shops and just call it the dope. You know, it's yeah, just going to be a shop. Where <laughs> with a, with that's his, back in this picture on yeah, the
3: marquee. That's back in the <laughs> reefer aisle.
0: And.
1: <laughs> right next to Rookie's Dope Shop, I'm going to open up a donut shop. So,
2: just oh, yeah. And, okay. I'll, and I'll have a Doritos stand yes. on the yeah. other side. Doritos bread. and Funyuns. Oh, the and Wonder bread. And 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 Yeah, it. yeah. All right, Johnny, back to you. <laughs> the Star Tribune
6: reporting six Twin Cities nonprofits are the latest local organizations to be surprised by unexpected gifts from billionaire philanthropist Mackenzie Scott. Scott's an author and the ex-wife of uh, Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos announced that she's donating $26.1 million to six metro area organizations, part of some $2.2 billion, with a B, in grants that she's given to 360 organizations nationwide this year. The largest of the latest local grants is $10 million for City of Lakes Community Land Trust in Minneapolis, which helps provide affordable home ownership. Opportunities. Man,
2: she really wasn't kidding. She's giving all of it away. And is the 26 million, is that with an M? Yes. That's with an M, yeah. But the the total (laughs) amount is uh, with a B. The B is, uh, uh, overall. is what okay. she's Just
6: giving away overall.
2: Trying yeah. to clarify. because well, okay. i Am not. If, am I mistaken, John? When
0: when she got the settlement from their divorce, didn't she basically say, I'm going to be giving away most of this money?
6: Yeah, she did. And I believe, she doesn't she do it on a semi-yearly basis, semi-annual? Right, I think yeah, you're right. You know, here's, a, here's a batch of money to if, numerous places I mean, in the
0: I'm not worried about her eating at night. That's not what I'm trying to <laughs> right. say. But seriously, she is putting her, you know, she said that she was going to do this. If my, she wife, should, uh,
2: if my wife and I ever had this type of agreement, my wife would be done in about 10 minutes that's all there is folks uh,
1: she should meet me (laughs) I I think she'd really like me any money for for
2: second stork
3: down there (laughs) <laughs> you didn't see Second Stork's name on there?
1: No, it wasn't one of
2: those
6: listed, Rook, I'm sorry.
3: Alright, maybe next year.
6: From uh, next door in North Dakota, this is, this is a horrible story, the 42-year-old son of U.S. Senator Kevin Kramer crashed into a North Dakota sheriff's vehicle during a police chase, pushing it into a deputy and killing the deputy, according oh. to authorities and the Republican senator's family. Ian Kramer of Bismarck was arrested and jailed following Wednesday's crash. Charges are pending. The name of the Mercer County deputy has not yet been released the senator wrote that his son suffers from serious mental disorders which manifest in severe paranoia and hallucinations earlier wednesday ian kramer insisted on going to his brother ike his brother ike though died in 2018 the senator's wife chris took ian kramer to the sanford health emergency room in bismarck when the wife got out of the family's chevrolet tahoe ian kramer got into the driver's seat and drove off the senator's daughter tracked the suv through a cell phone and alerted authorities. Highway Patrol said a Mercer County deputy saw Kramer and the SUV in in the town of Hazen. Uh, Kramer fled and during the chase crashed at about 6 p.m. into an unoccupied Mercer County Sheriff's vehicle that was parked at the side of the road. A deputy was standing behind the parked vehicle preparing to deploy a tire deflation device to end the chase. The impact of the crash pushed the vehicle into the deputy, killing him. Uh, Last bit of local news we have for you. A concert announcement. Target Field again. Uh, Kenny Chesney, this, this one this summer. Uh, no, it's uh, it's a classic rock concert. It's Def Leppard, Journey, and the Steve Miller Band. One of these is not like the other. That's for Joe. I know Joe would have hired that mm-hmm. for that. That'll be held uh, on Monday, August nineteenth. Tickets go on sale this for uh, not this Friday. I'm sorry, a week from this Friday.
0: A Monday night concert-
6: showdown. Let's go. This concert will be held two days after the Green Day concert. Uh, That's Green Day, Smashing Pumpkins, Rancid, and the Linda Lindas as part of the Savior's Tour. That stop was announced last month, and the tickets are already available for that one.
1: Isn't it funny, John, these um, retro concerts like this where they bring together these acts from the 80s and 90s, there's always one artist or band on the bill that you just really feel sorry for, don't you?
6: (laughs) There's one here for
1: sure. Yeah, in this case, it's like, oh, Steve, I'm so sorry. I'm (laughs) just so, so sorry. Do you know the first
2: album I ever bought was Steve Miller Band? And fly like an eagle, do, like do, an eagle. That, was, that was the first right. album I ever bought that, by the way as long right. as we're talking about music I'll just this Throw it showed out there. up on my Spotify list. These are the five songs I listen to the most. Oh, now, keep Lord. in mind, Whoa. this is. I, I, We're I live, you
3: know that. I, have I a running, know that. I
2: have a running. I have a running iPad. Uh, that I mean, iPad. I run with an iPad. It's very right. cumbersome. <laughs> yes. I I run listening to music. Anyway, uh, "Drink in My Hand" by Eric Church was yep. number one. "Thunder Road" by Springsteen, number okay. two. "Born to Run," fittingly, uh, number three. Uh, Beer in Mexico by Kenny Chesney. There was a theme developing here. Yes. And then the last one, just because it's my favorite group from the '60s and early '70s. Uh, sooner or later, by the Grassroots, one of my <laughs> one of my favorite bands. That's so, eclectic. Uh, talk about a ecla- neglect. I'm all over the board. That's I, yeah. I um, and then my my five top artists: Kenny Chesney, Bruce Springsteen, Zach Brown Band, The Grassroots, and Eric Church. There did, you go. Which oh.
3: one did he write for the Ramones, but kept it? Was that "Hungry
1: Heart" or "Born to Run"? Springsteen uh, wrote one I, of those.
2: I don't not know. Not "Born to Run."
1: No, not, not "Born not, to Run." Not further for the Ramones. Yeah, oh. Matthew. I, uh,
0: I'll do my Did, you, on did you already
2: it. open that head shop? I've got some gummies. (laughs) Tom, what I've learned over the
0: years of working with these guys is when Rookie starts to ask a music question, I don't in any way get in the way because I know how much it's going to just piss off Kenny and John. So I just kind of stay out of the way and just let the blood boil.
2: No, and it's funny. My daughter-in-law sent me her top songs. All five were Taylor Swift. I mean, it's just – but, you know, she's 29. I'm not. Right. So – but – But my list, I like to think, is a little more inclusive, a little more eclectic. And I think it's because I'm too lazy to create another running list, so I'm listening to the same thing over and over Over and over.
3: (laughs) When Springsteen met Joey Ramone in Asbury Park, New Jersey, Ramone asked him to write a song for the Ramones. Springsteen composed Hungry Heart that night, but decided to keep it for himself on the advice of his producer and manager, John Landau. Rookie, we all owe you an apology.
6: No, it's okay.
3: I I
6: like when you guys challenge me. Uh, I little, don't. I said, "Hungry heart." Come on. Okay. My
2: my last music-related thing, and then we'll. I swear, we're going to get back to John. Um, in 1986, <laughs> I covered the Monkees' 20th reunion oh, concert. Sorry. And you know how you always talk about that you feel sorry for one band. Sure. These four bands were actually pretty fun. You had the Monkees, the Grassroots, Gary Puckett and the Union Gap, and Herman's oh. Hermits. Oh wow! It mm. was, and I got backstage. Uh, it, the funny thing was, you know, it was Gary Puckett, and there was no gap. There was, it was it He was yeah, the lead no, singer. Sure. The yeah. rest of the guys yeah. were all different. It was Herman's Hermit. It was really just Peter Noon, mm-hmm. who was the only one who was part of it. Three of the four monkeys were there. Remember Mike Naismith for a while— was yep. too good to perform. He later, yep. once he needed money, came into right. the fold. And then, um, what was the other one? Uh, oh, the grassroots. I just called them the grassroots because it was just Rob, <laughs> Rob, Rob, Drill, Rob the Grill, the lead singer, yeah. who, 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 by the way, could barely stand up during my interview. Well, but I he goes on ask stage, you. <laughs> and he—you wouldn't have no idea—he was three sheets to the wind. He would have <laughs> no idea. He what, was what was the venue? Where was that? It was in Sarasota, Florida, outdoors at, like, some fairgrounds or something, oh. and, and it was awesome. I have the tape somewhere. Yeah. If I can find it, I'll digitize it, and I'll get it you to you. You 100% I, uh, should do yes. this. That's
0: cool. Yeah, well,
2: I, saw,
6: could, I saw basically the same, I don't know if it was the same show, but Add the Turtles, and the Turtles were on the same venue. It was the Turtles, the Grassroots, Sermon Sermons, in around 80 80- 788, yeah, right that'd that would be – because
2: 86 was the 20th anniversary yep. of the Monkees from 66. Yep. And so I went up there, and we uh, – the, the photographer and I both music fans from music in the 60s. And so it was right in our wheelhouse, and we had yeah. a great time hanging out with these guys. The only guy out of all of them who was a jerk was Peter Tork. It, to me, he was the, monkeys, the least sure. of the Monkees. I mean the least sure. – talented, the least memorable. I went up and asked him if we could do an interview. He looks me in the eye and says, did you clear it with my agent six weeks in advance? I wanted to say to him, but I didn't because I was just in my yeah, mid-20s. I, I didn't know you were alive six weeks ago. Right. <laughs> this came uh, up, you and should've. I decided to come and cover this. Right. Yeah. And But uh, Mickey Dolans and Davy Jones could not have been nicer. And they're the yeah. two most right, famous, right. memorable, yeah. oh, cool. talented ones. Hey, Peter was people. always the the fourth yes.
3: monkey running real fast I yes. get away. He was always the last guy. Yeah, and As, just uh, and
2: I believe he passed away not long ago. So God rest his soul. They're please. all
6: dead except Mickey Dolan's yes. Yeah, Mickey, Mickey is Dolenz is the only, the only one left alive. Yeah. Uh, and of course, Tom, if you ever listen to the show, you know I'm Mister FYI, so I must correct something that you said. Yes, what's that? Uh, Michael Nesmith never lost any money and, in fact, was worth about $100 million when he died. But he just felt at the time he was too artistic to perform with them. And then, in later years, to his credit, he said, You know what? This was the Again, being too artistic
2: means you're too good for these guys. Well, (laughs) Well, that's. Yeah, yeah. well,
6: that's. But I mean, it wasn't a money thing. Well, you know what? It was more his mind. Don't don't you feel better now? Yeah, welcome to the club, Tom. Isn't it fun?
2: There you go, Tom. (laughs) You you know, and the the funny thing is that um, they started as just. A TV group, and then they were really, then they started taking it really seriously that they wanted to be known as musicians, not just. You know, studio props but, uh, Careful, we, Tom. We, careful. We yeah. Here we him, go. Yeah. Here we go. Michael
6: Nesmith had uh, already written a hit song before the Monkeys ever started. But I'm, I'm talking about, <laughs> about
2: most of them. I mean, as a collection, they <laughs> don't, were put together. Tom, yeah. Don't even try. Peter Tork also is a musician. In get fact, he was Stephen yeah.
6: Still's roommate. Here we go. Before the Monkey Auditions ever happened, Stephen Still's also auditioned for the Monkeys. Tom,
0: I didn't get the job. Can I help you? I think I speak for Kenny, Rook and myself. What happens when you're in this situation with John, you just go, okay. <laughs> yes. yep. okay I'm
2: sure he knows yep. far more than I do about all of that. He does. And just to ask you him. Know.
6: Just yeah, ask yeah. him. will tell you all well, about, further, about it. Furthermore, on Michael Nesmith, after the Monkeys broke up, he had a band called the First National Band that did quite well. Uh, he had a couple of hits with them, one called Joanna, one called Silver Moon, and they were one of the first kind of country rock bands. Did he ever perform
2: a him. Target Field? That's all. That's the new barometer. <laughs> If he didn't perform at Target Field, right. I don't want to hear about it. Okay, I want to throw
1: a, I want to throw trivia, John. Name the Tom Waits song that the Ramones covered. I have no clue. I don't want to grow up.
6: Really? Oh, I huh. should have known that. Yeah. I knew Johnny something John, John didn't wow. know. Wow. Congratulations, wow. Wow. Kenny Olsen. I should have known that. I should have known that. Shame and, on uh,
2: you. Oh, go ahead, well, John. I'll I'll try to find that story sometime. And bring John, it in. do you want to send us out on
0: a high note?
6: Oh sure, let's. There's a lot of national news, but we'll skip it all because it all's, you know. Obnoxious. You just use it and regurgitate it tomorrow. That's cool. <laughs> sure, that's a good idea. Your
2: job is let's done for tomorrow.
6: See, uh, yeah, pretty much. Let's see. Uh, let's see if I can find a good kicker. Um, uh, how about proving that we all overvalue ourselves? Survey results show that most American males think they could land an airplane
1: if they had to. Oh, I know I could.
6: Give me a break. See? There you go. You just Kenny go Bear slow and phone. steady and float. Wait, was Was this a survey, you said? This was a survey. Uh, apparently, almost 35% of women said they could, but over 50% of men said they could. And the question was not a small airplane. It was a, a large aircraft that you would carry passengers in. Uh, yep, but apparently, but when it's did. happened in the past, it's been a small airplane. And those are somewhat easy to land. You didn't read the fine print,
3: though. You didn't read the fine print. Uh, That percentage of women said yes, they can uh, uh, land a plane like that. The guys said they couldn't land a plane like that because their wife is yelling in their ear how to (laughs) land the plane. You You should get get directions. Why didn't you listen to me? (laughs) Don't touch that lever.
2: What are you doing? Change the radio station. I could only I could only do it if I had Lloyd Bridges. And yeah. Robert Stack oh my God. talking right. you through. Exactly. God. Uh, Wrong with- <laughs> day to
1: quit sniffing glue.
2: Stryker, <laughs> Stryker, bring it down. I've just One quick story. about. I've never f- actually flown a plane, but when I was covering the floods up in Grand Forks and Fargo so many years ago, I forget when it was, 96? I think was that it was, when that was? Yep. We, I was uh, anchoring the morning show at the time, and they had me anchoring from up there, but there were no hotels open in Grand Forks, so we stayed in Fargo. So we had one of the Hubbard planes, one of the—I think it was a Cessna, a little little small single-engine plane. We would fly every day um, at like—we'd leave at like 4 in the morning and fly from Fargo to Grand Forks. We'd get out, and we had a place where we did the the show live from there, my portion of it. And then we would fly back to Grand Forks or to Fargo where we'd spend the rest of the time. By the end of the week, I was so comfortable in this small plane— that the pilot was letting me steer a little bit, and he would let me, you know, take control of the yoke. And, he, and uh, at first it was just steering, which is no problem. Right. It's a wide-open right. sky. It's, yeah, it's yeah, not like there's any yeah, curves. Yeah. There's no curbs or anything that I'm going to run into. But then near the end of the week, he said, well, let's have you start you know, bringing it down a little yeah, bit yeah. Uh, on the approach. And the amazing thing to me is you just move that thing a centimeter, and all of a sudden the plane starts going. Oh, <laughs> <you're right laughs> your stomach drops out. <laughs> and Are he you goes, sure this was a good idea? And he <laughs> goes, ah, "That might be a little much. Why don't you pull back a little bit?" A who was friend.
1: it? Who Would was he? the pilot? Was it Art or Ken Morgan
2: or oh, God, Morgan Combs? Maybe I can't remember. I, it was not Ken. I can't remember who it was. Um, but it was. It, it was. It was fun. But that's the closest I've ever come to uh, flying a plane. I don't think there was any way I was going to land that. Puppy, given right. how alarmed I was when I was handling that yoke. I don't know if I would have pulled up at the proper time right. when we got close to. The well, plane.
0: I know I could land a plane because I've seen Top Gun Maverick about sixty-three oh times, <laughs> so <laughs> I know I could. I could land a plane. And by
2: landing, do we mean are, are all the parts still intact? Right. No, right. just stories, get it on the or, ground. Right. Are get are it on the ground. Can it be like Die Hard where you come in and <laughs> yes, the wings yes. are gone, right. but the fuselage is still there? <laughs> yes. and people you can still, still come control. out. Right. People can still jump on the chute
0: what a great story (laughs) isn't it Rook?
3: It's a sound a very sound story and I want you people to know about sound story because of the fact that we're into December right now and you know what I've already booked a uh, sound story. Somebody just sent me an email saying, I'm booking this for my dad. This is going to be such a great deal. I'm not going to reveal the name because I think it's a surprise. But sound stories are professionally one hour long produced conversation in which you or one of your loved ones is interviewed by your choice of one of our professional interviewees. Hopefully you choose me. It's a conversation that includes their experiences from childhood, school, career, Maybe their military service, which they may not talk about. With Sound Story, you or your loved ones' voices and the stories are saved for your family forever. You and your siblings, go in on a gift certificate. This is so unique, they're never going to forget it for your parents. And get them a Sound Story uh, at mysoundstory.com. For a limited time, enter the promo code FLASHLIGHT and you get 10% off that Sound Story gift certificate. It's going to be great. You're going to listen to that podcast interview with your grandparents, your mom, your dad, your best friends, whatever the case may be. It's a gift you will never regret giving, but it's a gift that everyone in your family will love for generations. Go to MySoundStory.com, enter promo code FLASHLIGHT to get this holiday special of 10% off a gift certificate for Sound Story. That's promo code FLASHLIGHT at MySoundStory.com. I'm excited for you guys to do this, so order right now, Sound Story, for you, for them, Forever.
0: Hang on, I got right here. This guy wears many. oh I already played that one. Latte Schmate. Here's Joe Suchere. Were we nice to you, Tom? what well, you feel? I, on your first
2: podcast. I hope I didn't set podcasting back uh, a millennia. Of course, podcasts have only been around for about <laughs> ten years, so right, something or like that, twenty years, yeah. something like that. But
3: no, the podcast. I mean, it, this is growing and gro- not just Garage Logic, but I mean, everybody's gonna have a podcast. Well, you
2: know, but- and it's it's kind of fun because you know, when you do traditional radio, they're just short segments, and you feel like you're constantly up against the clock. On television, it's even worse. You know, you, you got thirty like, seconds. I got two minutes to tell this story, and then you got to be gone. And then even at issue, it's thirty minutes, but there's Eight minutes of commercials, so we get twenty-two minutes to cover the political world, including interviews. So a lot it's of nice stuff on the cutting room
0: floor in TV. Is that what you're trying to say? Uh, yes, that Got
2: happens it. a lot. So
0: uh, I know you had mentioned something you wanted to bring up tomorrow. One thing we didn't—I know we don't have much time left—but uh, the the governor's comment. I forgot to remind you of this. Oh,
2: that he bullshit. He, you, he dropped the remember. BS bomb yeah. right on, yeah. uh, on. Was it on camera or? Yes. On, uh, Wow. So ordinarily, I would have been at the news conference, but I had another project I was working on here. So I was watching our live feed on the Internet, as were many people in the newsroom. And then all of a sudden, we hear the governor li- listening to a question, and then his response was bullshit. <laughs> and everybody in the newsroom's head perked up, what? and we're all looking around and go. Did he just say bullshit? It was
0: reaction to that we're going to have a federal tax on the rebate, the rebate. checks.
2: So the $260 rebate has now dwindled down. Uh, you'd subtract 26 from that rook real quick. Yeah. 234, <laughs> For, yep. you get 234 bucks. So
1: was his reaction uh, this is or? Um,
2: he, he thinks it's bullshit that the IRS has ruled that. And he okay. says he's talked to the president's chief of staff saying we're being... I know how unfairly. much
0: you like to give your personal opinion on politics, but is this the same $260 check that... On the campaign trail was supposed to be two thousand dollar checks when he was running against Jensen. <laughs> that the same dwindled one dwindled yeah. down. Is that the same it, one I'm thinking of? It
2: is the same
0: one. Ah, yes. it okay.
2: Two thousand down to two six. Well, I'm glad he's finally
0: speaking for us. <laughs> yes, you know the, the, the taxpaying citizen of Minnesota. It's very nice of him.
2: <laughs> and I'm glad that you can say the word, the full word, BS. No on, doubt on TV. I can only say BS.
0: I see. Yeah, that, so. you beep it out. Yeah, right. Yep. Uh, before we go, don't oh, forget yeah. Gellers the G L holiday online auction starts tomorrow. December 8th runs through the 14th where you can save up to 70% off of your retail price on some amazing items. Some of those items include a five-night all-inclusive golf vacation for two in the Dominican Republic from Escape With Us Vacations, a riding lawnmower, trimmer, and blower from Tri-State Bobcat, an ice fishing trip from Ballard's Resort, three different e-bikes from EcoFun Motorsports, a Canadian fishing trip at Fletcher's Lake Resort, gift certificates to the Grand Ole Creamery Institute of non-destructive testing certificate program and OsteoStrong 12 month memberships all you got to do visit garagelogic.com and enter the keyword auction to view items and bid we are not eligible but Mr Hauser you and anybody else would be eligible for that specific uh Take holiday the golf online raffle I know the guy that did it last year, and he said it was fantastic. Did he like it? He loved it. Absolutely loved Loved it.
2: Tom, thanks for coming in, man. I'd love to be eligible for anything. I hope I'm eligible to come back here tomorrow. We'll have you. We'll let you know. We'll send you a text tonight. If there's there's crime scene tape on the front door, I'll know you're trying to keep me out. Fantastic.
3: Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Tommy. Hey, folks, if you want to go to YouTube and you want some free entertainment, you can... subscribe to garage logic on the youtube page it is free of charge and also you can go to garagelogic.com become a member of the town council for ten dollars a month or a hundred dollars for the entire year you can um uh what is it eavesdrop on the pre-show during the breaks and post show yes it's pretty entertaining there are many jokes that we say off the air So check that out. That's garagelogic.com, and uh, you will entertain yourself. What a great gift for someone, too, by the way. That's nothing. Check it out, garagelogic.com.
0: It is time once again that we pick up that phone. We make that call to our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again here in Garage Logic, And now is the time for you to do the same. So do not delay. Do exactly what I did and pick up that phone and dial 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh. And he is there for you for that free, yes, I said free, 48-minute five financial consultation. He's always going to give you the straight talk. He's never going to give you the sugar-coated advice, and he's on the line with us once again here in Garage Logic. And j- today, Josh, you would like to discuss Google's Bard and also Taylor Swift?
4: Taylor Swift. How do you like that? I'm not even a Swifty, but do have to give a little shout out to Taylor Swift for her impact on the economy. Taylor Swift, as many of you are aware, was named Times Person of the Year. I think that's going to increase Time Magazine's viewership this year. But Taylor Swift, in and of herself, is an economic machine. If she wears something, Swifties go out and buy it, helping to boost some of the companies involved in the fashion industry. When she puts on a concert, and she's put on a lot of concerts this past year. Each one of her concert date weekends generates the equivalent of the income and economic impact of one Super Bowl per weekend. From what I understand, Taylor Swift has had over 50-some weekends. I do believe she's generated somewhere north of $4.3 billion dollars not only of economic activity, but revenue, or ad, excuse me, of ad addition to the uh, to the gross domestic product that is huge, huge for one individual. So many, many companies are able to benefit from the tailor. Swift effect, and that if I add to that the Beyonce effect, and that's not, that adds not only to concert dates, but also to to movies. I'm not going to go go out and say go buy, you know, some of the, the movie companies that are out there, but it looks like people are still spending money on experiences, and from what I understand from people who are close to me, namely my girlfriend and her daughter, and my daughter this phenomena is mega and that's not microsoft alphabet google amazon and apple But this this extends to companies, small companies like Live Entertainment, among others. But the effect is uh, massive. People are spending, and I do believe I've talked about this before, people are spending money on experiences and they're not spending money on underwear. To me, that would look like I'd want to buy those companies that promote experiences as opposed to buying companies that promote underwear. Here are a few examples, and of course, bear in mind that past performance is no guarantee of future results. Some of the recommendations that I make may be unsuitable for you, but here's some companies that, you know, would benefit from this, this effect, including some of the aforementioned mega companies, but also companies like, they said live entertainment, bookings.com, Expedia, Airbnb. And of course you do have to get to the show. So you're probably going to take an Uber. So there are just a, a few of the companies that could see a benefit from the Taylor Swift and Beyonce effect. Somebody might bring up Disney. Well, Disney has got some significant problems that'll take a while to overcome. So that would be a stock at this point that I'd want to avoid. I did mention Google and BARD. Google stock has bumped up today on the introduction of an enhancement to their BARD artificial intelligence product called Gemini. And that, in demonstrations, has proved very, very interesting. And I would pay attention definitely to the move in artificial intelligence.
0: Excellent advice, Mr. Money Talk, as usual. You heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make the call for that free, yes, I did say free, 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and never, ever, ever sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, a fantastic weekend, and we'll talk to you again next week. Chris, I look forward to it. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Revers is a
4: paid endorser.